Hello, welcome to Season 6 of the Keeping Things Alive podcast. My name is Laura Evans, and I am a writer, deep listener, and disillusioned environmental lawyer living in western New York. Season 6 of the Keeping Things Alive podcast is here to explore the opportunities and challenges for human beings as we all live together on this beautiful, harsh, and interconnected planet Earth. Hello, welcome to a special episode of the Keeping Things Alive podcast. It's April 25th, 2022, and it's been a long time since I've published another podcast episode. I actually have some back podcast episodes that I need to publish, and yeah, season six got a little bit out of out of hand. 2021 got away from me, and I'm doing this episode to reconnect and to explain where I've been and what I've been up to, and then ask all of you as my listeners for some support on this book writing project that I've been up to. So yes, surprise, surprise. Um, The reason that I have not been doing podcast episodes is because I really took a deep dive into this opportunity to write a book last fall, and it has been pretty much a nonstop process of book writing since I joined a program called Book Creators through the Creator Institute out of Georgetown University. Eric Koster is a book professor there. He helps people write uh, both fiction and nonfiction books. So I signed up for their nonfiction program. It was it had already started. I was a little late and I have not stopped since yeah, basically November 2nd. So now here we are in April. I finished a complete first draft. I have the green light to publish through New Degree Press, and it's going to be published this September, October time. And I am really excited to be sharing this book that I have written with all of you because it is very deeply connected to keeping things alive, sustainability, and there are some pieces of the podcast that do show up in the book. I I think I could I could definitely write an entire book about the podcast and the stories behind it and where it's led me. So I don't focus on the podcast, but it does come up. So yeah, I'm here right now to talk about my book with all of you. And the book that I wrote is called Silent Seasons, Chasing Sustainability Through the Law. And the whole point of it is to go through the different seasons of my life where I have been silent about what I've seen and I've learned as it relates to sustainability and environmental law. Listeners of this podcast know that I have a background as an environmental lawyer. I'm currently a natural resources planner as my day job. I've had multiple different jobs. When I started this podcast, I was an environmental consultant as my day job, which is similar to the planning work I do now. Then I left and I worked at a nonprofit. I worked at Push Buffalo for about two and a half years. Left that, was planning on taking the bar exam. It didn't happen. So I have been in and out of this environmental law and policy and sustainability space for 15 years now, and I feel very alone while I'm there. I feel like people don't entirely, they don't know what environmental law is. Some people think that I'm doing this amazing work to protect the planet. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not, and so it's just, it's very confusing, and 
the word sustainability is getting thrown around a lot these days. What does it mean to be sustainable? How do we sustain ourselves, our lives, this planet, our food, our children? It's um it's a very existential question. And I've really noticed, and I talked with other people about this, I would say um, shout out to Mike Whalen from Lawyer Forward for really putting this into perspective for me, but he explained to me and then I really caught on that there has been a huge uptick in chief sustainability officers in uh, different corporations. There's also been offices of sustainability in different cities and when India Walton was running for mayor of Buffalo, which I believe is the last is the last podcast episode I put out there. I mean, she was trying to form an office of sustainability. And so I was like deeply thinking about what that would mean. And all of this, all of this comes down to environmental law, what I've learned, um, the ways that I have done personal practices in my life to kind of deal with the systemic issues that I see in environmental um, policy and law. And so I really took all of that, all of my experiences and put it into a book that is technically nonfiction. It is in the realm of <clears throat> like thought leadership and, you know, coming up with new ideas. It also is a, of probably half of a memoir because all of the lessons that I'm learning and the things that I'm teaching come from experiences of my life. Now, so why is this important? Uh, it's important because sustainability is a huge issue. There have been new International Panel on Climate Change reports coming out about mitigation and how, um, and then just, yeah, different like demand side consumer issues because, you know, we've talked a lot about production. How do we produce the energy that we need? But we don't talk as much about consuming and how we could be a little we could be much more efficient with our consumption patterns, our transportation patterns, like all of the ways that we live our lives are, are other ways that we can deal with um, what everybody calls climate change. And yes, climate change is real. It is a thing. And we all talk about it. But as I've been writing this book and as I've been seeing people talk about climate change a lot lately, I just wanted to point out that really what we are fighting and what we are up against is industrialization and climate change is really a symptom of that. Like, you know, it's, it's almost like, yeah, I guess it's like, uh, yeah, we're, we're fighting a symptom and not a cause when we talk about climate change. Like, yes, the climate is changing, but that is because we are burning fossil fuels. It's not just because the climate's changing. So I have been wanting to put a point on that uh, lately and yeah, throughout this book. So yeah, why is it important? Because we are in a global uh, sustainability crisis. There are large amounts of species going extinct. There are people uh, that live along the coast that are really struggling with losing their homes. Um, some island nations are losing their entire countries. Uh, people are getting sick from extreme heat and extreme cold. Our buildings are not set up to withstand the impacts of climate change that have happened from industrialization. So the reason that this book is important right now is because it is hitting at this exact issue that we are all facing, but struggle with knowing what to do about it or how to talk about it. And yeah, it's, it's never fun. It's, it's never great, but I do think that there are like deep rewards. I do get a lot out of cooking and gardening and having a 
more uh, reciprocal relationship with the earth instead of something that's just extractive. I like to pay attention to the earth and what is going on. And I have found deep benefits in my life from that. And so, yeah, I'm just hoping that, and yeah, the purpose of this book is to put all of that into one, one, uh, story, one complete, uh, one complete book. And so I really want people to be learning about me and what I've learned, but then also take that information and apply it to their own lives. And a big spoiler alert for this book is that I I really don't offer up a solution. It's more about um, ways of thinking, questions to ask, and new perspectives. And so now the last thing I'm going to do, because I'm going to keep this episode pretty short, is that I just want to talk about a little bit what is in each chapter and how the book is structured. So we do have like your typical introduction and conclusion, but then there are 10 chapters in between and they are all covering different seasons of my life where I learned sustainability lessons. And we start off in my childhood and my childhood was important because I grew up in a rural town called Eden, New York. And then I also moved to a small like suburb of Buffalo in middle school called Hamburg, New York. But Eden was very rural. I had a ton of like early childhood experiences where I was deeply connected to nature. And I also had my dad as a swim coach. Um, as a young kid, I did uh, youth swimming. And it just so happens that my dad came across this book called Total Immersion, um, A Revolutionary New Way to Swim by Terry Lachlan. And that book uh, took me to Total Immersion swim camps. My dad got very involved. And the entire premise of Total Immersion is to really be like with the water, swim, you know, use the physics of water to your advantage instead of fighting it and just trying to like work out as hard as possible to win uh, swimming races. And so that had a profound impact on me and in my childhood. And then when I go to college, I talk about um, doing ROTC and that being a bad fit. I really struggle throughout my life with the curve and competition. And then I do find natural resources as a major. And that is really where I just start going on the sustainability trajectory. And when I'm in college, it's also when I decide that I want to be an environmental lawyer. And I explain like the stories behind that. So once I hit college and once I decide to be an environmental lawyer, that's when there's one chapter that doesn't have to do with my life, but it is called Environmental Law 101. And that is really a standalone chapter that is supposed to, and the intention of it is to explain how environmental laws work and how they're applied and show up uh, in the United States. A little global, but mostly I'm focused on the United States here. And after the reader reads that chapter three and has this like basic understanding of how environmental laws work, because they are different than other types of laws that you would think about or see on TV or read. Yeah, it's just they are a little different. Um, then starting with chapter, actually, no, starting with chapter three, four. Yeah, I start um, I start summarizing an environmental law. Yeah, starting with my law school chapter is when. I summarize, it's about two pages of what the Clean Air Act is and then how it works and how it shows up, um, sustainability notes about it, real life examples. So you almost have this little memo and you can just learn about a particular environmental law. So in law school, we get, yeah, Clean Air Act, there's also the National Environmental Policy Act, the Endangered Species Act, the Public Trust Doctrine, 
the New York Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act. Um, and then there's also a recipe for chicken noodle soup because in 2020, I took a long pause. I'm calling it the pandemic pause. And that's really when I start talking about personal sustainability practices and what it takes to like take care of our bodies and ourselves as we're living in this like very challenging time of transition, of change. How are we going to get our energy? How do we want to live now? Um, there's a lot going on. And so, yeah, chapter 10 is all about moving forward, a series of questions to help you identify false solutions, um, different questions that you can ask yourselves um, when you are trying to think about what is sustainable and what isn't, and then just some exercises about how to think about living your life and how to move forward. So, yeah, I think I really just gave the whole book away, uh, but I hope that that helps you understand where I'm coming from, what I'm doing, and why. Also, yeah, why, why have I left this podcast alone for so long? And it is because I've been writing this book. And I don't know, I think I've learned, you know, between doing my day job and then writing this book, and then, you know, always having the podcast in the background, there is really like, you know, I have an incredible amount of like creative energy and like wanting to do a lot of projects. But there is like a budget to that and how much I can actually do. And so I definitely feel like I've been operating on all cylinders for a while and just trying to conserve my energy. And now yeah, bringing this uh, book to book to the podcast and trying to make more connections. Um, I will acknowledge that in the past couple of months, uh, since I've talked last, I did take down all of the past uh, five seasons and I just have season six up right now. And I am going to re-release episodes in the future, but I really did. Um, there were a few episodes on there that I just didn't feel comfortable with from almost like a journalistic perspective. And so I just wanted to reassess and honestly re-release um, them in a different way. I do have plans to put the Keeping Things Alive podcast on YouTube. And so there's just a lot of things going on behind the scenes, but I, yeah, this book is very important to me and I just want you all to understand that it is a work in progress. So I have a first draft and right now there is an opportunity to, as I'm heading into revisions and then getting it published in the fall, I am running a pre-sale pre-order campaign between now and for yeah the, the rest of the month of April. So it's only going on for uh, six more days, but I have been having an Indiegogo campaign for Silent Seasons now um, for the whole month, and I have 93 backers right now, and I'm looking to squeeze in probably about 20 more. And so if you're listening to this and you would like to support this project, Silent Seasons, and this book, and you would like to pre-order a signed copy um, there is an Indiegogo uh, website that you can go to, and I am going to leave the link in uh, on my website, keepingthingsalive.org. Also, it's going to be, it's on Instagram, and uh, those are the main ways. If you also want to email me, laura at keepingthingsalive.org, I'm happy to send you a link. But yeah, this Indiegogo campaign is happening. There's a video of me talking on there and explains the book a lot more. But yeah, I'm definitely looking for supporters to pre-order this book. The pre-order campaign is going to fund my publication costs. I've also been working with an editor who's been 
I had an editor to help me develop the story. And now I have a new editor to help me with revisions and publication. And yeah, it's just, it's been a really exciting time. I have always wanted to write a book. I'm very excited that this book is going to be published. And I really do want this to be a a gift of information for people and new perspectives and new stories and things that you've never thought about before. You know, there's all this stuff. We just had Earth Day. Um, no, it's not. It's Earth Month. Um, you know, love your mother, protect her. Like, what does that mean? Um, what do we keep saying? And so, like, yeah, what is going on? How do we show up? So I really hope that you uh, will pick up a copy of this book, either right now, pre-order it or join in on some of the book launch events that will be happening in the fall. Oh, another perk of getting a copy early is that I am having a launch party in Buffalo, Austin, and Zoom this fall, and would love to see you at one of those. So yeah, definitely uh, check out uh, the Indiegogo campaign site for Silent Seasons. Visit my website, keepingthingsalive.org. And I really look forward to bringing you on this journey. And yeah, having you check out Silent Seasons. So have a great day. There are more podcast episodes to come and happy spring. Thank you so much for listening to the Keeping Things Alive podcast. For more information, please visit www.keepingthingsalive.org.